A table set for coming home. A behind-the-scenes look of the Council of Bishops meeting with Indiana-area Bishop Julius Tremble on the Be Encouraged segment of the United Methodist People podcast with Rev. Dr. Brad Miller, episode number 52. Uh, he says he, he, though the, the men in the choir, there's several tenors in the choir. He said one of them, he, he, he's pretty sure is a Bernie Sanders fan. The other one is a Donald Trump fan. He said, but they don't argue politics when they're singing tenor in the choir. They're just making sure that they're prepared to sing that song, that hymn, that anthem, that gospel rendition, uh, and sing their part as part of the body of Christ and the church itself. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Rev. Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The United Methodist People Podcast helps clergy and church leaders connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from the people making a difference in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is episode number 52, featuring the Be Encouraged segment with Bishop Julius Tremble. Today, we're talking about some insights from the November 2021 Council of Bishops and Behind the Scenes Look. That's what you're going to learn today, to see behind the scenes of what it's like to be in the Council of Bishops and the narrative which has been put forth from the Council of Bishops to speak to the matters in our church moving forward. You're going to feel the comments from Bishop Trimble about coming back home and gathering around the table and how that is a good metaphor for our church moving forward. You can always go to unitedmethodistpodcast.com for back episodes of the podcast where we look to strengthen the connection through conversation and commentary. When we come back on the other side of the interview, we're going to hear some surprising insights about what you can do in your church, some very specific thing to bring us together in a universal language. You're going to be interested with this interesting insight. Our conversation today, insights, a behind-the-scene look at the United Methodist Council on Bishops with Bishop Julius Treble. Let's get into that conversation right now. Reverend Dr. Brad Miller here with you on the United Methodist People podcast, where we look to strengthen the connection through conversation and commentary on our ongoing segment, Be Encouraged with uh, Bishop Julius Treble. We are talking about the state of the United Methodist Church and in some particularity towards uh, the Council of Bishops who've been working very hard on the state of the church and the framework for the church moving forward, whether we have a general conference in 22 or not, we still got to be the church. So Bishop, welcome to the podcast. And let's talk a little bit about the Council of Bishops and what's going on in the, in the church. Thank you, Dr. Brad Miller. Uh, appreciate your 
you're hosting and you're inviting me to uh, share in conversation around the church and around the work of Jesus Christ through the church. Uh, in our case, it's the United Methodist Church. Uh, the first first week of uh, November, the United Methodist bishops, bishops from around the world, met on a uh, global Zoom call. Uh, bishops from Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, and we overwhelmingly approved a narrative to provide a framework that begins to paint a picture for the continuing United Methodist Church. I'd like to say the church that we are today, the church that we hope to be tomorrow in the next and in the next decade going forward. So we, as, as we've talked about earlier, the church doesn't stop because uh, we can't have a general conference or an annual conference or we can't all meet in person. The work of the church still continues, sharing the love of Jesus Christ uh, with neighbor uh, and in communities, whether they are rural uh, communities or whether they're county seat communities or whether they're big cities. Uh, the, the work of the church continues. The bishops uh, were committed and expressed a commitment to strengthening every local church where the word of God is preached and Christ is offered and where the table is set before all who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Uh, the meeting began on Tuesday and we had lots of sacred worship the celebration of lives of bishops who passed on uh, in the last year. And we also made a commitment to be more vigorous in our support for climate change response from the faith community. There are things that we can do as Christians uh, to embrace uh, the global movement of addressing uh, climate change. And yet, uh, when you get together with the Council of Bishops, somewhere along the line, uh, I'm just assuming here now, Bishop, but I'm assuming you have to be having some conversations around the consequences or the realities of some form of separation taking place uh, in the denomination of the church. And kind of describe how some of those conversations are going and, and where they're leading to. I, I know there's some sort of a narrative document that's being generated. Well, I think... Uh... Part of the thing about the Council of Bishops meeting was that we really uh, took time to acknowledge that which is true. And, and it is true that that we can anticipate some kind of separation. Uh, in fact, some of us even reported that we already have had some congregations that have uh, disaffiliated. That's the term we use when a church is choosing no longer to be part of the United Methodist denomination uh, because because of our disagreements around human sexuality and the welcoming of LGBTQ persons and or pers churches that simply have wanted to be independent and not part of uh, the United Methodist Wesleyan Witness. Uh, so we've seen some of that already happening, and we anticipate when we have this our postponed general session, our general meeting, that there will be some action taken that will allow churches that uh, disagree over the current uh, uh, um, stand of the United Methodist Church or churches that want to want to concretize a more traditional expression uh, of our book of discipline, they will be uh, allowed to exit 
through a process approved by the General Conference. The mean in the meantime, we are still the church, and bishops must promote the unity of the church, advance the cause of Christ, be both prayerful and prophetic, as well as uphold our what we call our book of discipline, or the ways in which we have agreed to uh, be in covenant one with another. United Methodists all over the world, and many of us right here in the state of Indiana, call the United Methodist Church our home. We're not anxious to leave, Brad, our home. Uh, whether we are traditional or whether we are uh, uh, progressive, whether we are liberal, whether we are centrist, uh, we are a lot of things. <laughs> we're liturgical, we're contemporary, we're charismatic, we are urban, we are rural, we are suburban. We're young and old. We are black and brown and white. Uh, we speak English and, and numerous other languages, uh, dozens of other languages in the United Methodist Church. But what has held us together is the mission of Jesus Christ, bearing the good news of the unmerited grace of God that changes lives and transforms communities. That's part of the narrative for uh, the church that the bishops shared Uh and for the ongoing United Methodist Church. That will not change. Uh, we are called and driven by the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ, transforming the world with the love of Jesus Christ, and transforming our communities. Very well said, and that's appreciated on so many levels. I, I just want to kind of share from a little different perspective for here for a minute, or from take this kind of angle on this for a minute. You and I are talking as we record this in the middle of November, and uh, we're just a week or so away from Thanksgiving. And, and especially after the last year when people were separated by the pandemic, many people are getting together as families for the first time in a while. And, uh, you know, people uh, for at Thanksgiving time or the holidays. Um, and, you know, people cross. I know I have a son coming in from the West Coast to our home and so on and so forth. And uh, people are getting together. And they like to come to a place called home. You know, they like to mm. reconnect to home, even if there may be some consternation or some anxiety mm. or, you know, not everybody agrees and so on and so forth. But they kind of, in many ways, set aside differences for a few hours and share a meal together or share a life together because they're drawn to home. We live in a time when we have all this dynamic going on. What do you think are some of the things that are happening in the United Methodist Church through this time we've been living through that can still draw us home, even though we have all these various ways of looking at theology and biblical things and all the situation in the world. What draws us home? I think you've painted a, you've painted a picture that really is inviting. Uh, when I think about what draws us home, I think about a common table, a place where a meal is Shared. It might be a modest meal, or it may be a banquet. It might be a turkey, or it may be a a, a, a grilled cheese sandwich. It might be a a, a pot of a pot of uh, porridge, or or it might be a a, a pot roast. But I, when I think about home, I think of a a table and where people are welcome to break bread together. When I think about home, I think about a a place where people say. This is where I'm from, or this is where I can connect with family, and not just biological family, but other people that I've been part of or who have been part of my life, uh, whether as an adult or whether when we come together with our children or grandchildren. 
there's something about home that also exudes life. And in this long protracted season of COVID, the COVID pandemic, we have been uh, uh, starving for the kind of life that home really represents uh, uh, and the connection that it represents. Some of us have been separated from aging parents. Uh, Many of us have been separated from our church families. And uh, Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving, uh, when there's going to be a lot, they're, they're predicting to be more travel than probably there has been in the last three or four years, this Thanksgiving and the and subsequent Christmas season, they're anticipating a lot of travel in spite of the high gas prices. Right. I think it's because there's a longing for home and there's a longing in this uh, world for belonging, but for a place to belong and a place to call home. Yes. Love that. And then what we're dealing with here in our church is some of the separation anxiety about the, some of the potential separation and some of the dynamics that have in place in that. And then also the pain and the grief of the separation that is taking place. And yet we long for home. I love your phrase, the longing for belonging. Because of what we have to do here, I believe Bishop is part of what the council bishop has council bishops have worked on. It's about trying to uh, understand labels and to get beyond labels, to get beyond, to transcend labeling in order to achieve what Jesus was about. And of course, Jesus was all about taking the people in the high station and bringing them down low and people in the low station, mm-hmm. and bringing them up to level, level things up in order to have uh, 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 that God's love is open to all people, all are welcome here at around uh, around the table. What are some of the things I think we can do that when we do get around that table, that we can help the conversations to go, whether we're around an actual family gathering or around a local church gathering around some boardroom table about discussing some of the matters or council bishops. What are some of the things that we can do to transform, transcend some of these labels in order to get this connection to the love of Jesus Christ we've been talking about here? Well, here's one thing we can do. I, a pastor just shared just the other day uh, with me about uh, his choir and in choir rehearsal. Uh, he says, he, it, though the, the men in the choir, there's several tenors in the choir. He said one of them, he, he's pretty sure is a Bernie Sanders fan. The other one is a Donald Trump fan. He said, but they don't argue politics when they're singing tenor in the choir. They're just making sure that they're prepared to sing that song, that hymn, that anthem, that gospel rendition, uh, and sing their part as part of the body of Christ and the church itself. I think uh, one of the things I may introduce, I'm not really a good singer, Brad, or musician, but we like to have music in our home. And uh, you and I both are grandparents now. And I know that my granddaughter, our granddaughter likes to sing. So we're going to be together for uh, not not for Thanksgiving, but for Christmas. And I know there's going to be some singing in the house, and I hope to plan to participate. So you asked me what we could do. I think we can find a way where music is a unifying language. Uh, hallelujah in whatever language is an opportunity to praise God. So I, I, I this may not be radical. It may not be so innovative. But what about singing a song, singing songs together at the table? That is awesome. I love that 
Because, you know, if you think about something that could draw people together, there's, you know, we harmonize, whether we're good singers or not, we come together with one voice to come together. And we do that, whether it's in a worship experience around the table. And, you know, I, I love it uh, at, at my home when my uh, wife who plays piano and my granddaughter who just turned four years old, when they sit down at the piano and they they pick out, uh, you know, Rudolph Randall's Reindeer or any any number mm-hmm. of songs that they, they sing together. There's something really often and transcendent about that. And it's a kind of a Holy Spirit moment, I think. Don't you think so? It is. It's a, it's, it's, yeah. I call it the sacrament of Holy Presence. So yes. sometimes the sacrament of song, we, we don't, it's not considered one of the formal sacraments, but mm-hmm. uh, it certainly is uh, something I think that brings healing. Well, maybe we can all think in terms of when we get together and we're trying to deal with all these diverse things, whether it's in the Council of Bishops and our local churches and our families where there is diversity of opinion. And the reality is people may go their separate ways in some way regards to other. Maybe we can be brought back to that image of, I just love the image on a, on a Christmas Eve service, of the candles lit and singing Silent Night together and how we all come together. All is calm, all is bright. What an awesome image. How we long to do that. Yeah, well, let's uh, have that image in mind. Thank you for sharing here today. Uh, we love to hear your insights. Uh, at least I do, and I believe our listeners do, are hearing United Methodist People podcast with the insights about happening on the Council of Bishops. And it's not some, uh, you know, for what you're helping it to break down some of the imagery of some closed off cloistered group over, you know, somewhere in some high tower somewhere. But it's real people doing a real work for the Lord Jesus Christ and dealing with real life matters. And I love that. Thank you for sharing and, and uh, that behind the scenes look a little bit. What closing comments do you have for for us, my, my friend, and any prayer that you might want to lift up about the church and about anything else we talked about here? I want to share uh, share a text from uh, that was shared at the North Central Jurisdiction j- j- meeting uh, under the under the theme "Building Beloved Community," uh, and it's a it's a rich rich text that we're familiar with. But sometimes uh, my father-in-law likes to say, let the word do the work. And by that, he means, uh, uh, at least I've interpreted him to mean that if you just, if you're reading the Bible, he's a layman, uh, just hearing the word uh, sometimes literally preaches the sermon itself or gives us a lesson that we can hang on to. And the text is from Hebrews 10, verses 22 through 25 from the Common English Bible. Think about this from the framework, uh, friends, of beloved community. Therefore, let's draw near with a genuine heart, with the certainty that our faith gives us, since our hearts are sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies are washed with pure water. Let's hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, because the one who made the promises is reliable. I like that. The one who made the promises is reliable. And let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting together. Encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. My Lord, as the North Central Jurisdiction or as Christians everywhere, we covenant to build beloved community. Remember, because the one who made the promises is reliable. God is faithful, and we can hang our hats on that, Brad. 
How about lifting up a prayer for us, my friend? Lord God, we thank you for the blessing of uh, this podcast. We pray that it will be a blessing and healing to those. If you are sick, in the name of Jesus, may you experience healing. If you are lonely, in the name of Jesus, may we be your friend. If you are looking for a sign that God loves you, may this be your sign. You are loved. Thank you, God, for the opportunity not only to talk, but to think. Not only to think, but to listen. Not only to listen, but to love. It is in Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Our guest today on the United Methodist People podcast has been Indiana Area Bishop Julius Treble with his message of being encouraged. I always appreciate Bishop Julius Tremble giving us great inspiration and insight. And today, some behind the scene, a behind-the-scenes look at the Council of Bishops and the narrative that they have put forth. I hope you learned that and then heard uh, the uh, emotion that uh, Bishop Trimble talked about around the gathering, around the table, and how that can give us uh, a perspective on what we're going through in our United Methodist Church. And then the thing that you can do, that I love to talk about what you can do, is music. Did you hear that from Bishop Trimble here to today? To sing, the harmony that can take place, even if we have differences of opinion, you can come together with music. And I love that, the harmonization of coming together to sing a song of faith. And we talked a little bit about how that can be coming together during the holiday period as well, and Silent Night and other songs we sing at a Christmas Eve candle Eve, Christmas Eve candlelight service. Get that image in your mind. We hope that you're, we help, we hope that we are helpful to you here in the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, where we look to strengthen the connection through conversation and commentary and hope you'll join us again on our Be Encouraged segments and our other segments here on the United Methodist People podcast to strengthen the connection through conversation and commentary. We'll leave you today with the words of John Wesley, who said this, passion and prejudice govern the world only under the name of reason. It is our part by religion and reason joined to counteract them all that we can. Good words from Wesley. Until next time, friends, remember to always do all the good that you can. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People podcast on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect at facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast. And always do all the good you can.